Hello, and welcome to episode 89 of Man vs. Business. My name is Les Janes, and I am here with my co-host Sean McManaman. In this week's podcast, Sean and I are discussing the topic of leadership awareness. So with that, let's go ahead and start the show. Sean, how are you doing today? Good, Les. How are you? I am doing good. Uh, I got my internet fixed, so you are sounding very crystal clear today. Well, thank you. Yeah, you sound good too, and it's it's kind of a shame. That's what we should tell everyone. The reason we were out last week is uh, yeah, my internet, my my cable got cut in the alleyway, so I was yeah. out for I was out of internet for six days at home. So, but I now have uh, fiber, so I don't have coax or DSL or whatever it was whatever it was before it's it's now fiber oh that's so there's good a, there's a fiber cable run into my house so. into the garage yeah I, I used to have that when i was in texas i had that yeah but you know what though i'm back on uh on dsl on twisted pair wires and seems to work fine so. yeah and yeah, this is glass yeah. right yeah yeah little strands yeah. of glass amazing oh yeah it's cool so what we thought uh, we would talk today, we're going to kind of take an interesting approach to today's discussion. We're not going to uh, uh, do a topic in which we feel we have the answers to because uh, we don't. <laughs> uh, we don't yeah, have the answers time, to this. Yeah, we're not the shell answer, man. Yeah, no, this is uh, this is the time in which um, I think Sean and I are both in kind of a, a mode in which how do we how do we sustain and maintain uh, our improvement activities. So we've, we've both, you know, in our current environments, we both have kind of uh, put wheels in motion and set things in place and, and started down the path of, you know, continuous improvement and, and implementing certain things within the environment. And we're, you know, I personally am into it a year now. Uh, I think you're right at that, aren't you? Yeah. Yeah. I think you're about the same, same scenario. And, you know, we're kind of at that point where, you know, I'm not sure it's in our associates DNA 100%. And, you know, it has a tendency to fall by the wayside whenever, you know, work picks up or things get uh, heated and, you know, we get sucked into what, what was the word you used a little while ago? Quagmire? Quagmire. Yes. Yeah. So we're, we're just kind of, we're just kind of uh, bringing up this whole process of, of how do we keep uh, improvement going um, knowing that at some point, you know, Sean and I are kind of trying to, you know, pull ourselves away uh, at the same time we need people to take ownership of making sure things continue on and they don't, uh, you know, fall apart just because we're not standing there. So, and I think, I think a little bit of it thinking about this and, and, as, as a leader, I think that's what you have to do is kind of sit back, realize what the issue is and think about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and maybe some of, of the topic and the reason for the topic today is because we expect, we expect things to happen faster than they do. The, the migration of culture change is a lot slower for the people that are changing the culture as opposed to the person that, that is trying to implement that cultural change. Don't don't you think? That's a great point. You know, that, yeah, I think as people that, um, as leaders that 
have an idea of where, where they're wanting to go, yeah. you're kind of already there, right? Well, yeah, you have the answer already. Yeah, yeah. it's kind of like, you know, the answer to the question. And so yeah. you're kind of, you're kind of there and you're trying to get the rest of the organization there, wherever there is. And you're right. I, I think there is a component to this in which, um, they're just not going to move as fast as, uh, as fast as you would like them to, you know, I, actually today in a conversation with some, with some people, I, I use the analogy of, of, of people kind of like objects finding their, their lowest potential energy. I'm going to mm-hmm. throw some, some geek engineering stuff in there. Lowest potential and, energy. Well, yeah. And, and so what is the, what is the lowest potential energy? You know, as, as far down as, as something can go that is stable, mm-hmm. right? So even if you're making changes in an organization, people, and I, I don't have any specific, you know, issues other than, other than the general concept of people will go back, kind of revert back to the way they're comfortable doing what they like to do. Yeah. So, so to me, you know, that's finding it's, it's lowest potential energy. And, and this little side story was kind of funny. Whenever my dad and I were in the garage, we were doing something and something fell. And I, you know, who knows? I was like six, seven, eight years old. I remember this. He'd say, he'd say, Oh, it's finding it's lowest potential energy. And I had no idea what he's talking about. You know, something <laughs> just fell, fell off the shelf. A rake fell off the wall. That's yeah, finding it's lowest potential energy. So, so I've been indoctrinated into geekdom from the beginning. I was say, so your dad was a geek, huh? Oh yeah, he's he's definitely a he's a, he's a, he can fix anything, figure it out. But anyway, oh yeah. So so uh, so that that has resonated and stayed with me my entire life. And I think back to the that first topic, I, I said, you know, we have to sit sit back and whether it's during the workday or after the workday, having a beer, saying, okay, well, what what's going on and why why are things happening and what approach do you take to to kickstart the momentum again, if, 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 you know, one part of the organization has reached its lowest potential energy, how do you kickstart the momentum again? Or how do you add energy to something that, that still has a little bit of kinetic energy and it still is moving in the right direction, but without you standing over it, you know, it might wane. So, so I think, I think there's, there's always input that has to happen but the, the, like, like we talked about, the expected progress might not be as fast as, as you would like. Therefore, don't get frustrated. Just keep speaking the, speaking the words and supporting where you need to support. N- nobody, and I know I'm rambling on here. No, you're fine. No, nobody is bad. Like it's not, it's not bad. It's not, it's not laziness. It's not people you know, doing things against the will of the organization. It's, I think, people falling into the groove that has been created during their, their work time, whether it was, you know, at, at a given company or at other companies, they get it, they get into a groove and you try to knock them out of that groove without corrective action along the way. They, they fall back into that groove. And I think as a leader, the hard part is figuring out how to, how to keep them or how to keep them out of their old groove and put them into a new groove. Well, and, and so you said a couple things there that kind of uh, clicked in my brain a little bit as to potentially uh, what we as leaders should be doing. And that is you said that um, um, 
you know, people will find their lowest potential energy and then you need to reset them. That's kind of, mm-hmm. in essence, what you were saying. I'm wondering if really kind of the answer to this, to this problem is the fact that people do need to be reset. And what, cause the, what you're trying to do is you're trying to make something stick. And yeah. what is, what does it take to make something stick? R- repeating it, repetition. Mm-hmm. So maybe what, what needs to happen here is the fact that, you know, they go down the path, they kind of fall down a little bit. You start them over again, you do it again. And now how many times does it take for something like that to stick? How many times do you have to repeat the process? You know, I'm not sure, but I'm kind of, I'm kind of thinking now in my head, uh, as a leader that maybe that repeatability is what's going to help make it stick, you know, by well, it, it is said, it is said, and I wish I remember who coined the idea. I won't say coined the phrase, but it is said that like, for if you want to be great at anything, you have to practice it 10,000 times. Yes. If you want to be, if you want to be a great hitter, you uh-huh. have to hit 10,000 baseballs, great golf player. You have to hit 10,000. Well, and along those same lines, uh, I, you know, I've always heard that it takes a certain number of days to create a habit. I want to, for some reason, 17 is popping into my head and yeah, I don't know what like 21, 21. Yeah. Something. You know, there's a certain number of days in which if you're, you're doing something repeated that it starts to, to ingrain itself in your DNA. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I'm wondering if that's really um, what we as leaders should be looking at if we're trying to create a culture of doing a certain thing, you know, that repeatability, that constant uh, vigilance uh, is what's going to drive some of that home. In other words, we as leaders can't give up after the first time, the second time or the third time. It doesn't it doesn't stick and we can't um, we can't become um, frustrated or, you know, give up. You know, because it doesn't right. stick the first time. Because for us, we're sitting there going, well, why doesn't it stick the first time? It makes total sense to me. So therefore, <laughs> it should make total sense to you, right? Well, no, people aren't made that way. You know, people, exactly. Yeah, people don't. If we were all the same, and who's to define what the same is, you know, that's, you know, that's not a place I necessarily want to be, but. No, I wouldn't want to be there either. Exactly. <laughs> But you're right. And that's, that is the, that is the, uh, trigger. If, if, you know, you think about it, if you hear somebody say, I'm banging my head against the wall and it's just not working. Right. All right. Well, okay. So there's a couple of things you and always ask the question, why? Okay. So how many times have you banged your head against the wall? And if it's the same wall you're banging your head against, then, then you need to go find a different wall to try to get through. Yeah. Right. And, and, and I was watching, documentary sorry to just go off the rails a little bit here <laughs> on on the battle of gallipoli oh wow and it yeah it was it was during world war one and, uh-huh. and they, you can look it up but there was one there was one um general and i don't remember and i don't which which army he was he was with the um allied forces though and he kept he kept going at the enemy and it was he was fighting the turkish and he kept and i forget i think it might have been the french french army or the the uh Australians and New Zealanders. But the thing is, he was losing. He, he, they did the same thing five times without getting help, without doing something different. And it was just at that, you know, in, in that, in that scenario that happened in real life, he, he was just losing people, you know? So, I mean, that is by far 
worse than anything we could do in the office. But to, to go after, to go after a hill the same way five times, thinking that you're just going to overpower somebody, it just does not show any kind of, of thought and corrective action. Okay. What do we have to do differently? So to me, I bring, I bring stuff like that that I see on TV, you know, movies or read a book or something like that. And, and then just figure out, okay, well, what part of that can I learn and understand on approaching an issue, a problem, whatever, you know, in the, in the office with other people. And I think that's what a, a, a person who is in a leadership position needs to be thinking about as they're having the discussion. And it might be a discussion that you've had 10 times, but as you're talking the same message, you need to be thinking, you need to be thinking in your head. Okay. So I've said this 10 times, nine of them exactly the same way. This 10th time, it's got to be, it's got, I've got to change something that might trigger this, this person to get the momentum going, get moving, you know, do, do what, do what, do, and, and, and small steps. It doesn't have to be a giant leap in progress. It's right. got to be small steps in the right direction. Just face them in the right direction. You know, so. One of the things that, um, um, this is kind of interesting also. If you ever watched the original Jurassic Park with Jeff Goldblum, mm-hmm. right? You know, Jeff mm-hmm. Goldblum is this, this theoreticalist that, um, you know, <laughs> that, uh, just, uh, you know, discusses concepts and theories. And, uh, one of the things in the movie that he talks about is he talks about, uh, chaos. Yes. The, the, the theory of chaos and how, all things naturally want to head towards chaos. And just, mm-hmm. well, of course he added the word destruction, you know, talking about the dinosaurs and everything like that. But, you know, it is interesting that, uh, in everything that exists, I think they call it entropy. Entropy mm-hmm. is the natural direction that things want to go in. And in, in other words, Things naturally, yeah, yeah. things naturally want to decay. They naturally want to fall apart. They naturally want to go into chaos. Nothing ever wants to go naturally into perfection or naturally into clean or naturally into, uh, functional, you know? And, and I always thought that was kind of an interesting concept that, that things always want to naturally head towards chaos, not towards perfection. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's, yeah, head, yeah, head towards lowest potential energy. So, that, so it takes energy to to put things in order. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So always remember that it takes energy, and and as a leader, you have to decide on where your energy should be spent because you've only got a certain amount of energy. Yeah, it's, it's not limitless, <laughs> but it is it is constant. It should be constant. Yeah. So yeah, where do you where do you spend your energy? I think sometimes and, people think we're supposed to be limitless. you know, as a leader, you you know, you can't have, you know, problems or, you know, you can't be stressed or you can't be down. You got to be always be up and positive. And because if you show them, show them the tough, bad side, then, you know, that might bring everybody else down. I don't don't know how true that is. Well, it's true. I think you you can't be phony. You can't be phony about your, your confidence and your energy level. Right. It's just, you know, if you, if you do have an issue, you don't have to wear it on your sleeve in front of the people that you're leading. Sure. You know, if you, if you got an issue outside, like at home or something like that, you don't, you don't need to bring that to work. If, if you can't separate the two, then maybe you got to take a day off. Well, and that, that always makes me think, and I think I've brought this analogy up before, you know, I'm a big movie fan, you know, as you all can tell, 
Um, we should do movie reviews. Yeah, we should. How they apply? How they apply to the business? How do they apply world. to business? So I think I've brought yeah. this one up before in the movie U five seventy two or five seventy one U five seventy one. Yeah, it's about the uh, the U boat that was captured. Um, mm-hmm. They're on the German ship, and this young guy is actually trying to uh, get the ship under control. This American guy is trying to get the um, the German ship under control and he's getting all frustrated and he's throwing a fit and he's like, I can't do this, you know, and just falling apart. And his, um, um, CO, or I guess they're called COs. I don't know. They, it, basically the captain's assistant, whatever they're called in the, well, he'd be the XO. XO that's okay. what it is. Second, second in command executive officer. He yeah. pulled him aside and said, you cannot act that way. You cannot fall apart in front of your men you are already in a dangerous situation. You have to to uh, keep a good face. You have to, you know, show confidence because when you fall apart, we're underwater, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know. And if you fall apart, then everything just goes to hell in a handbasket, you know. So <laughs> it, it, he was slapping him around, trying to knock some sense into. Him. So I always, I always think of that analogy whenever you know I think about you know as a leader, you've got to make sure that you keep a positive face and, and that you, you know, try to stay positive about the direction you're going in and, and the activities that need to happen and things like that. Because when you fall apart, then everybody else is going to follow suit. And it is a matter, it's a matter of managing your energy. Yeah. And where, and where do you put that energy? Because if you, if you put the energy into whining and complaining in front of the people that you're supposed to be leading, right. That's kind of, that's kind of destructive energy. Yeah, it is. No doubt. No doubt. So, you know, I think that, um, I, I, you know, this particular podcast, like we said at the beginning, we, we weren't necessarily, you know, handing out wisdom uh, that we necessarily have anything figured out on this. But I think it's important for, for leaders in any organization all across the, the board to understand that uh, they've got to be vigilant. I mean, isn't that really what we're saying here is that, is that they've got to be vigilant. They've got to be creative. And that's what you were saying is that, you know, if they tried to take the hill five times and that's not working, then, you know, try to take the hill a different way. You know, what's the definition of insanity? Or, you know what, get help. Or get help. Yeah, sure. Get help. There's nothing wrong and with I mean, asking for help, right? Yeah. And, and I'm not criticizing. I'm not criticizing what happened during World War One because, you know, unfortunately, you got politicians and, and, and people not on the front line that can't. Uh, they can't see what's needed, but right. anyway, that's different Mil- military strategy. I got my own problems there. <laughs> anyway, um, but but yeah, yeah, in the office and and when you see people, you know, offer when you see especially people that report to you if they are struggling, ask them how you can offload their their some of their issues by teaching, making sure that they know how to delegate if they have to be taught, and teaching them how to delegate. But, but help them think about delegating uh-huh. rather than, rather than, you know, saying, Hey, you know, you're, you're responsible. You got it all. You got to get it all done. Well, it's true. They do have to get it all done. But if, if they, if they are not good enough yet to delegate and ask for help, then that's where you as a leader need to, needs to step up yep. and, 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 and acknowledge it. You know, when you were saying what, you know, we were talking about not having answers. And I was thinking that during this, this, uh, discussion i said ah well we don't have answers 
of course, I always have an opinion. Yeah, we always have an opinion. Yeah, there's no doubt about that. We have we have our opinions. You know, we probably wouldn't be leaders if we didn't have an opinion. (laughs) What I was visualizing in my head is that when you are in a situation, you need to have you need to. And and I'm very visual. And so, like, if you're if your beaker is is 80 percent full, engaged in the situation, you need you need the other 20 percent of that beaker full of, of liquid or air or whatever it is, thinking about how do you get past the situation? Because the 80%, the way I'm thinking of it is if, if you're dealing with a situation with people, you're listening, you're absorbing, but, but you need to have the upper crust of your brain thinking, okay, well, how do I get and, and, and guide people to the answer of getting past the situation? Because I also do believe that many people will, will revert to um, consternating. I, I like that word better than bitching about the problems. Yeah, consternating. Yeah. <laughs> that, that, you know, that, that, that they're wringing their hands talking about how, what, what, difficult they, what difficulty they have rather than taking a bit of their brain power, figuring out, well, how do we just get past it? How do we solve it? How do we solve it? How do we get past yeah. it? My, my example, we, we've got a nice big hill here in the Bay area called mission peak. It's, it's like 2,200 feet of climbing and it's 3.5 miles. It's just basically up the whole way. And I wanted to do it. I wanted, I did, I did it on Sunday and I was like, yeah, I'm just going to take my time. It's a beautiful day. I'm going to enjoy myself. But unfortunately I get on the hill and I'm like, I want to see how fast I can do this because <laughs> I did it in a certain rate last year. That was pretty darn good. I'm like, let me see if I can, if I can beat this. And, and, I was thinking, ah, I'll just take a two minute break when I get here. And then you get there and you're like, no, I'm, I don't want to lose time. Let me just keep going. So the thing is you get into a situation with a plan mm-hmm. and you figure out whether you want to, whether you want to modify that plan along the way, or you just stick to the plan and, and you as a leader have to figure out, well, what, what are the impacts of sticking to the plan? You know, if you're sticking to the plan and you're going to be late on a delivery, Okay, you and because you have other issues of resources and materials, things like that. Okay, that's that's one thing, but you know you've stuck to the plan, and then you communicate you communicate to whoever needs it on the back end as to the results of that plan, or you you get on the plan and realize, well, we've got to modify this plan because we're not going to meet our delivery date. Right. So I, I just try to I just try to make that analogy from from hey. You know, me going up the hill, if I were, if I was with other people, I might have taken breaks and stopped. Who knows? Maybe if I was with somebody else, they would have got me up there faster because I would have had to follow them. But you just, you just never know and you just have to be flexible. Yeah. Well, and, and to me, what you're describing there is your particular personality. Uh, yeah, maybe. maybe. It was fun. Yeah, uh, what? It was fun. So did you beat your time? No, I didn't. Oh, okay. Because I'll tell you what I, I well, and it's not, and I don't like to say it as an excuse. It was the first, it was the first hike of the year, yeah. which I was sorry for it the next day because I was in good enough shape. You're pretty sore. I was very sore. That's that's yes. funny. Um, that is funny. So, how do you want to wrap this one up? With a bow. With a bow. With a big red bow. <laughs> you know, yeah. I think that um, you know my personal take on this is that. You know, we as leaders have just got to make sure that we're uh, staying engaged, that we're understanding that things will have a tendency to float towards 
uh, chaos and disruption. And, and your whole goal is you're changing, you're trying to change the hearts and minds of your employees, uh, because you're wanting them to engage a little bit further in the process. And I think, like we were saying, I think repeatability helps with that. Doing it once and then saying, oh, it's not working and throwing up your hands. I think that is, is not appropriate at all. Um, I think that, uh, and then I, I do think that there are times, depending on how challenging the process is, you, you as a leader may need to rethink the way you're delivering it. You know, if it's not working mm-hmm. after maybe five or 10 times, then yeah, you don't want to, you know, like I said a minute ago, definition of insanity, you want doing it over and over the same way. Yeah. Um, expecting different expecting results. Expecting a yeah. different result. So I, I think that the, you know, I think that that's really kind of the point of this, this conversation is just, uh, you know, having that energy as a leader, uh, trying to spread that energy out to other people and get them engaged. And then if you can propagate that down, 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 you're, you're starting to do, uh, what needs to be done to help your, your, your environment be a better place. Right. While, while being weary of getting caught up in the process, if, if you, if you get in there where you are doing some of the work and it's fine to get in there and do some of the work, I, in in many cases, the, the, to me, the leader should be the hardest working person in the group. Um, getting your hands dirty is fine, but, but understand that, that by doing that, you need to make sure that, that you're setting up the process well enough with the people learning that you can pull yourself out because if, if you stick in the process, then you will not be able to oversee how the process is affecting the other areas, yep. you know? So, so know, know when you're, you're stuck in the process instead of working on the process. I would agree. Why don't we go ahead yeah. and uh, wrap it up right here and uh, um, go ahead and call this one, call this one done. <laughs> yeah. Are we at our lowest potential energy? I think, I think we're at the lowest potential energy. <laughs> I think we had some good kinetic energy there. A little there. bit. Yeah, I think it was good. A little bit. Well, Sean, yeah. you have a good evening, and we will chat with you later. Yeah, talk to Okay, take care. Bye, buddy. Bye. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Man versus Business. Please note that neither Sean nor myself are business consultants. We just have a strong passion for discussing all things business. Please remember to visit sigmatree.co to see our other podcasts, our business ventures, and our blog. And by the way, you can also drop us a line from the message page. Again, thank you and have a good week.